Hi, friends. If I could ask you a favor, go to MyPillow.com and put in the code word Kate. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up not only to bring you fantastic products, but he's also helping this show. You're going to get wonderful products when you put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E. You're going to get 30% off on the products. They have specials all the time. But these, I'm not wowed easy, but these products are amazing, I have to say. The sheets, the towels, the robes, the slippers, everything. Completely amazing. You're going to love it. The phone number is 1-800-873-1052 or go to MyPillow.com and simply put in the code word Kate. Thanks, you guys. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I am a retired nurse. I thought being hungry all the time was a part of being human. And no matter what I ate, I wasn't satisfied. I thought in order to maintain any kind of decent weight, I just have to always be hungry. I had decided no more miracle cures in my house. But I kept hearing about balance of nature, and I thought maybe one more try. Because all that other stuff just wasted my money. And the first day that I took Balance of Nature, that was gone. I enjoy my food, just like always, but I don't have to keep eating to be satisfied. So I am so thankful for Balance of Nature. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code KATE. We tried to be a normal talk show once. Worst two minutes of our lives. The Kate Daly Show starts now. You guys are probably pretty tired, right? Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Hi there, live today. How are you? Uh, how's your Wednesday going? And of course, I'm back. Uh, my voice is struggling. I'm sure glad Melissa and Susan are on today. And uh, yesterday, I, I put up on Facebook that I sounded like a tranny uh, telling children's stories at the local library. And I was banned for seven days on Facebook for that comment. I guess it was in- insensitive. Um, now, keep in mind that, well, trannies' voices do sound... Uh, <laughs> A little, a little different, but I guess you're not allowed to say that. So, uh, Facebook, uh, I'm currently a Facebook felon and, um, for seven days. And so I wish I could post about the show and I wish I could say things, but I'm live today and I've got, uh, the great Melissa and the great Susan on today covering, uh, just a myriad of, of subjects. And I also tomorrow have Chris Ann Hall and uncle Milty, and, uh, we just have a lot of great guests this week and next. So I just want to make sure you guys all knew that. And then of course, uh, John McAfee found uh, dead, suicided or suicide um, in his uh, in his Spanish cell awaiting extradition to the United States. He was on my show about five years ago. And so I'm digging up that uh, that show with him currently. And maybe I'll play parts of it uh, at some point this week. But uh, John McAfee, I guess uh, they are saying he is dead. So um, he is, yes, the McAfee um, security stuff on your computer. Yes, that John McAfee, very outspoken. Um, but but uh, reports today that he is dead and that he committed suicide. I always wonder about the whole suicide thing, don't you? But because um, it's it's really hard, very very difficult to commit suicide when you're watched in in, in prison. But um, but nonetheless, that's the story today. Melissa, how are you? Well, 
I'm great. You Good. just said it. I'm Good. great. Good. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, and boy, we have a lot to talk about. In fact, uh, so many topics today. And let's start out with China. What what, what do you have to say about China? Because, um, geez, there's volumes we could say about China. Yeah. Well, I, I took an interest about a year ago, I guess now. Uh-huh. In the in the Three Gorges Dam and the Yangtze River flooding that was happening, mm-hmm. and uh, for just to bring everybody up to speed really quickly, there was a lot of attention being paid to whether the Yang uh, whether the Three Gorges Dam could break. Mm-hmm. Um, in in any event, it kind of tuned my focus in on that whole Yangtze River Valley, mm-hmm. of which Wuhan sits right in the middle of that. But this is one of the prime agricultural areas of China. And last year, even without, in order to save the dam, perhaps, they were letting a lot of water through and it flooded that whole area, which is one of China's principal agricultural areas. Okay. And so they, I know they had a bad harvest last year and There are predictions. I've been watching a little bit, not quite as closely as last year, but they're also having flooding again this year. Hmm. So two years in a row, um, the Yangtze River has flooded. It has wiped out agricultural produce, livestock, all kinds of things. Um, And this week, I, I happened upon a story that now two independent analysts working in China for two different companies. One is JCI, which is based in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And um, the other one, they are either under house arrest or in Chinese jails Hmm. because they were predicting massive agricultural shortages this year in China. Hmm. So the grains analysts who are independent to the degree that China allows them to be independent, came out with a report and said, we think we're going to be way short. And the Chinese government has shut them up and shut them down, which leads a lot of people. um, And the story that I picked up on was out of Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Chinese government masters of propaganda and deception um, have are they are artificially depressing? They're repressing the news. They're sitting on top of this news so that they can keep the the price of grain low enough on the world market that mm-hmm. they can buy what they need. Hmm. And if you're following agricultural markets nationally right now or internationally right now. There's a lot of people talking about the potential for famine in a lot of places. Right. And China's one of them, <laughs> as well as some other places. Brazil's harvest this year was not good. And there's speculation about what's happening in the American West with the drought. Right. And there's lots of... A lot of drought lot, stories. <clears throat> yeah. Food insecurity <clears throat> may be the next big story. Yeah. And they'll tie it to climate change. So that'll be very... Uh, interesting as well as they do as they do that um it'll kind of shore up they're thinking i think it'll shore up that story um we've done a lot of shows on water and a lot of shows on how we've always gotten water and uh drilled down for water but it is going to be really interesting to watch how they approach this because the story is already starting so the the two stories that i think beyond water because Mm -hmm. water is not an issue everywhere in the world like 
China has too much water. So mm-hmm. it's still a water story. But I, I think the stories as far as the agricultural, the flow of agricultural produce and goods mm-hmm. is going to be, it's going to hinge on shipping. Mm-hmm. And we already know that the shipping infrastructure right now is very fragile. The The supply chain is very fragile, including getting things in and out of China. Right. Um the semiconductor industry has been very hard hit. That's going to impact all kinds of other things. That's not an agricultural product. But I've talked to a couple of friends in the last couple of weeks who, in, the, in whatever business they're working in, they're saying, yeah, we know that we have, we have stuff sitting on boats out in the middle of the Pacific that cannot be brought into Long Beach. Mm-hmm. They can't get out of Shanghai if if China is really bringing in China's usual um, grain import is about six million. Well, let me make sure I get the number correct. Um, like six million tons, and this year at sixty three million. Hmm. So yeah, if they're bringing, they're they're going to prioritize their own their own imports. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shipping supply chain, right, as well as just a failure. For a whole lot of different reasons. Here in the Midwest, we had a very unexpected late spring snow that impacted a lot of places. Mm-hmm. California's being impacted. Whatever you want to say, whatever the source of the problem is, but California farmers all on the West Coast are being impacted by water restriction. Right. So... Um, buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a rough ride here for a little while because, yeah. you know, make sure that you have some things, you know, kind Stored. of squirreled away. I would think right now family. would be a really good time. See, everybody's concentrating on summer fun. I get it. Everybody wants a break from the last year and a half. So they're trying really hard to just escape, go on vacation. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone needs that right now because they got they feel like this has just been uh, just a, a crap show. <laughs> last year and a half. But right now is a great time to shore up on all those things. Um, just kind of bracing for what their plans are. And it's not like they haven't written this. So the UN and World Economic Forum, they've all gotten together and have said that 2022 is the year of the famine. And and so if that's true and they are planning these things, uh, it's better. It, this is the best time when, when really and truly people aren't doing this in volume, right? But they're doing, but this will be a good time to, to actually work on this, I would think, to yeah, prepare for what they're doing. I, I agree. I mean, it's absolutely the time to, to have that on your radar, even mm-hmm. if it's not on your neighbor's sure. radar. Um, but yeah, when the World Economic Forum is making a prediction, take them seriously, because whether it's an actual event that actually happens because of natural causes. Or manipulated. Mm-hmm. Or it's a manipulated event. Sure. What they're signaling is they think it's coming. Right. So take them seriously. I would. I mean, the last time they signaled something, it was a big pandemic. Yeah. And we didn't really have a pandemic, but they called it one. And so everybody just went full bore on this thing. I just I just think there's something to be said for paying attention to their predictions. Let me let me say there's famine and then there's famine. We're it's entirely possible that we are going to have a famine, a legitimate famine, but not from natural causes. Right, it exactly. Will be through control and manipulation of water supply, yeah. through control and manipulation of supply chains, through control and manipulation of. Yeah. Well, I I think I think actually there we've already seen a a real tightening on um, 
livestock farming. If you look at what's happened in Oregon, where we don't we don't want any animal husbandry here, mm-hmm. and so just get ready. I uh-huh. think we all know that there's some pretty heavy hitters who yeah. are invested in the not meat vegetable burger. No, that's so true. And and you know this is the difference is there, there's a lot of people out there that get me wrong when I when I say we do not need to be in a drought. The key is we do not need to be in one. Are we in one? Are we in one that is being sort of artificially manufactured? Yes, that I do believe. Now, it doesn't mean that we couldn't be in one because, of course, that artificially manufactured thing is a thing. But the problem is, is that we don't need to be in one. And this is what we say on the show on a regular basis is drill down for water. And I'm not talking 800 feet. I'm talking 3000 feet um, because it's renewable down there. But uh, and we won't run out. But in, in any case, look at what's going on and look at what China's claiming look at what they're doing um, I also wanted to mention just a couple of things too right now the COVID uh, stories are all about the fall oh the fall oh we might not and these are governments coming out and saying oh we might not be able to predict what's going to happen in the fall we may need lockdowns the other story uh, two hours ago is uh, do you remember the cheerleader that said you know this is why I'm not on the cheer team and she cussed out the school on her own time on her own social media well that went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court actually voted in her favor that the school does not own what she says um you know that it is not their priority to um to say that that she has to appease them on her social media after school and so that was a win which is good because they actually came back with the same type of verdict back in the late 60s as well but they came back again and said no this the the public school does not own your child and so that's nice i'm i'm glad in in that respect for free speech that a kid can say what they want um, but I just wanted to be real mindful of these stories. The uh, the uh, and I'm only saying this because these that the Brandy Levy thing just happened in the Supreme Court, and then also uh, the COVID fall story. Since I wasn't on the air live the last two days, I just want to make sure people realize that too. That um, we're getting a lot of fall is coming, and everyone's going to be locked down again. Stories again. Another great reason to just check and see what's in your pantry. <laughs> yeah, this would be a really good time because you know the lumber shortage. No one ever qualified that as to say exactly what was going on with that. And I think it's very manufactured to raise the cost of housing. Um, but it, what's what's interesting are some of the shortages, there's no reasoning for them. And so just make sure you have what you need, despite what shortages can arise. And I say shortages in air quotes. I'll be right back with Melissa. We have so much more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This was Melissa's idea, and I love it. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was a fantastic piece of music. Make sure you get over to uh, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com just, uh, is just doing some fantastic things, and they have amazing products that everyone needs for their home. So if you have a wedding coming up and you need a gift idea or somebody's birthday, there's no better gifts than you can find at MyPillow. And when you do this, when you're um, shopping around at MyPillow.com and you use the code word Kate, my 
my first name, make sure uh, K-A-T-E, you're going to get up to 40% savings. And let me just tell you, you're helping Truth in Radio. You're making sure that programs like this stay on the air. So it's a great twofer. And then it's a threefer because Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, is doing some wonderful things when it comes to fraud, the election fraud, and using his money where his mouth is and saying, I'm going to put my money into these things to show the corruption going on. And I really love him for that. Make sure you support Mike Lindell. And uh, I love the mission he's on. But go to MyPillow.com and look around and you're going to see wonderful sheets and towels and dog beds that are fabulous. I know Melissa has one, right, Melissa? I do. Yeah, love the dog beds. And the mattress yeah. toppers are amazing. Um, we both have mattress toppers, and there's just nothing better. But they just have so many cool things. They even have the adjustable beds. So those are wonderful, too. Just make sure you get over to MyPillow.com and use the code word Kate. Um, okay, Melissa, let's talk China. Yeah, that we're, we're not done with China quite yeah. yet. <laughs> so what we were just talking about was the lies that are being told and the suppression of information about their agricultural harvest. Mm. Because why does China need to suppress that piece of information so fiercely? Because think about trying to be the leader of a country with the population that China has mm-hmm. and there being food shortages. Right. So it suggests that the leadership, um, Xi Jinping and his cronies, are maybe not as secure in their positions. They may be vulnerable um, to being overthrown. Hmm, And so Hmm. they have to hold on pretty dang tight right now um, and control that. That's why, well, that's one of the reasons why I believe that Chinese are so... The, the Chinese government is so very tight-fisted with propaganda and control of information mm-hmm. because they're not secure. Right. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting theory. Um, but I think that there's more even in this. We should maybe do a little bit of comparing, mm-hmm. a little bit of kind of reflecting back on our own situation. Okay. There are people inside of our government who are using China as the playbook. And and that's alarming to me. That like, oh, if it works in China, like social media scoring, mm-hmm. social scoring. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to control people. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, right. You're in Facebook jail. Oh, yeah. You I'm in that. Facebook jail for seven days. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I absolutely think that in theory, Americans say no to things like this, although they love it because look at the vaccine. I mean, people are propping up pictures on Facebook. I got vaccinated. I mean, who cares? Um, but uh, you sh- that used to be kind of a personal choice for somebody. I can't imagine making it. But if you, hey, go right ahead. You're your free person. But isn't that interesting that it has become like a social score? So we actually are in favor of it, even though we say we're not. People like to be... Um, like those social scores. And the government loves to present this kind of stuff to us, don't they? They just don't do it overtly. They do. Um, so this is this is the quote from the article that I was reading, and I think this is really provocative. It says, the Chinese regime is inward is weak inwardly because there's a moral crisis in China. There's a system of corruption. The system is corrupt from top to bottom, from left to right. I could go on, but the greatest single area of weakness is, curiously enough, their economy. And so as we begin to unpack what that means, where did they, where did the Chinese lose their 
um, their moral authority, mm-hmm. they lost it at Tiananmen Square. Mm. And when the Chinese government called out tanks to repress unarmed civilians, it sent kind of a shockwave through all of China, even though it is a taboo subject and cannot be discussed. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about it. Right. Right? Right. Have we had our Tiananmen Square moment? I don't mm. know. Was January 6th a Tiananmen Square moment? Is that going to be the taboo subject that we cannot speak about? Yeah, I think there's more coming, but I think that's the precursor, and I think it was a well-planned, executed FBI stunt to um, to make sure that the government can demonize those that speak out against anything uh, that that comes to uh, the surface regarding the, the the election fraud and everything else. I think that was it was definitely a planned event. Let's just say that. Well, how how Chinese is that? <laughs> exactly. It's a way to demonize yep. the enemy so mm-hmm. that they may not ever speak of it again. Right. That's exactly. a very Chinese sort of way of thinking about it. Um, what they did in the aftermath of Tiananmen Square was, it, as to throw the people a bone, was they said, "Okay, we're going to loosen up. On we're going to we're going to give you a, a more something that looks more like a market economy, but it really wasn't a market economy. It was really more of a command economy." And that command economy, which is the darling, that is that is a very left-wing sort of notion in the U.S. today. There's a lot of people who think that that is the solution here. We can't have capitalism. Mm-hmm. We need a command economy. But what actually happened in China, and I think this is very interesting as well, was the command, the the command economy. And while they were saying, well, we're moving to a market economy, we're going to allow privatization of certain businesses and whatever, whatever. But it left a question mark of who really owns and controls Mm -hmm. Chinese business. And when you don't know who's really in charge and who's in control, it left the door wide open for corruption on every level. Because where where things are murky, anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. So let's let's think about some of the tools in the American in in our world that we really don't know anymore. Who's in control of them? Can, we can start with Facebook. Sure. We can start with social media. Who really owns and controls our social media? We've watched it go from we're going to censor. People who are speaking out, you know, we're going to fact check people to no one can have a divergent opinion about COVID. Right. To now it's just like, I don't like what you're saying. You're done. And before that, it was the election. So if you were in favor of the left, um, then you got any post you wanted. If you were in favor of the right, anything you pointed out about the left and what they were doing, uh, you got you got censored. And so they they've used it for elections. That's election manipulation. Although they were blaming Russia for it, but it's I think it's pretty clear to see that you can follow the money. And when you follow the money, and you know the money behind Facebook and social media ventures. The government is standing right there, the CIA. And so I you know we you have to give credit where credits due. And I think it all goes back to government. I think our government. 
operates uh, through these social media channels, controls the information, and then blames it as a private organization and, and tries to treat it like a private organization by even having by even having them come and testify as one, right? Like Mark Zuckerberg. But it really, in reality, they control the whole show. And so this is why you're getting this heavy censorship and uh, they're not changing their ways. Why should well, they? You know? And let, let's talk also about the COVID narrative mm-hmm. that business, private, the government is not, the government is not going to force you to get a vaccine. Right. But if you work for XYZ hospital, they're a private business. They can force you to do that. Yeah. So who's really <clears throat> driving the ship here? Hmm. And XYZ hospital is saying, we're not forcing you to do that. That's the health department. I mean, everybody's in a spot now where we can point at somebody else and say, it's not me, it's them. Yep. Oh, it's not me, it's them. And it's, then look over here, look over there. No one really knows. And like I said, this is what opens the door to tremendous corruption and and a break in, in an honest system. Yes, because then again, you follow the money. Are they being paid to um, go along with the government narratives? Yes. And are they receiving a paycheck? Yes. Um, are they getting paid per shots? Yes. Um, and so there is always this sort of um, hanging, uh, you know, sort of hanging thing that says that their business will be bolstered up through Fed dollars, dollars that come from us taxpayers because the government has no money, if they follow along with whatever the government's demanding at the time. And so if that wasn't there, I doubt that they would be wanting to make their employees do X, Y, or Z, right? Vaccine in this case. But there's always a paycheck. There's always a follow the money. That's what's so sad about it. Well, now that Fauci's emails have revealed that all kinds of things, but that he doesn't think that the the mask mandate was a no. He said he it didn't think he was it was legit. Mm-hmm. You know that he was he was funding gain of function stuff in China. Sure he was. So we've been lied to. This is the corruption. We've just peeled back one little layer on Fauci and seen some of the corruption. Yep. But look in any direction. Look in right. any direction. Oh, Do you yeah. find government, whether we're talking election, was there corruption there? Oh, of course. Whether we're talking the health establishment, corruption yeah. there. Yep. Whether we're talking our own, you know, businesses that we work for. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people who are just willing to go along to get along. How Chinese is that? Well, yeah, they've cast a very wide net. And now people are realizing, oh, my employer is caught up in this. They're caught up in the money. Oh, you know, every faction of our lives, even local governments and city governments, uh, county governments, state governments are caught up in the follow the money trail from the feds to make sure everybody um, is compliant. Well, it's it's a sad state of affairs because there's so much at play here. And usually the money is the back, the backing of it. Um, but I, it's just, to me... It, It's so clear how much has been, I think that's what's been depressing about the last year and a half is how much has been co-opted. Well, let's, let's look at the, 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 the corruption with Hunter Biden Mm -hmm. and the fact that no one will Mm -hmm. expose, I mean, he's been exposed, right? Right. Right. But our media is all in bed with the narrative. Yeah. So no one 
Then we get no the misdirection. One is speaking truth. Well, we get the misdirection. Anymore. So, like the misdirection on China right now is that um, Fauci funded the labs. Well, it had been going on a very long time, not just recent, and it wasn't just Fauci. It was our complete governmental organizations that were funding China, and then we blame each other. We're each other's scapegoat, and that was never talked about. So the misdirection is always very interesting to me because they like to hone in on one thing but not tell the rest of the story so that everybody has it in context. But it's been going on for so long. So here's what I think is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's one opinion is that the Chinese are vulnerable, mm-hmm. but we have to we have to create a situation where we can we can get behind the Chinese firewall, if you will. The people of China need to get information, the information flow from the West, from free people mm-hmm. elsewhere so that they can see what's really happening. Now, we need that, too. Sadly, that yeah. we need the same type of situation. You know, we, we look at China and we say, oh, poor China. No, oh, poor Americans that choose to be brainwashed that actually we uh, we need we need a free press here. We don't have one. It's so sad that we have so much in common with China right now Was uh, what I'm getting from this last segment, too. We have a lot in common. Be right back. More with Melissa when we come back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Stewart for you. That song became sort of like a, a national anthem when it came to the Falkland Islands and all kinds of different things that were going on during the time that he wrote that song, and he was actually surprised by it, but uh, a great song. That was the end of that song, by the way, called Sailing, and welcome back to the show. I have Melissa with me today, and I also just wanted to mention Balance of Nature. You know, I had laryngitis pretty bad, and I get it probably once a year, every other year. I mean, just always, for some reason, my voice, which is the only real thing I need for this show... Um, you know, that, that one skill, I can't, I, I can't be without a voice, right? Well, I had, laryngitis was pretty bad the last two days. I took Balance in Nature, doubled up on it, and uh, I've got a voice today. And so I credit uh, Balance of Nature with a lot of things, but I just wanted you to know that Balance of Nature is an amazing product. And when you want to double up on it or triple up on it, it's right there for you to do so. 31 fruits and vegetables a day, um, your body needs those nutrients. And, uh, and so I just, you know, with all the hits that your body takes and our food supply takes, uh, your body is not getting the nutrients it needs. It needs a food supplement. If I were you, I would take Balance of Nature. That's the one I would choose. And uh, it has everything in it. And so make sure to go to balanceofnature.com and you can put in the code Kate. K-A-T-E, and you're going to get 35% uh, off and you're going to get free shipping and they're going to kick it out the door real quick for you and get it to your house and make sure you start taking it right away. Make sure you order extra to have in your food storage. That's what I've done and I hope you do it too. Um, So Melissa, welcome back. Thank you. You bet. Thanks. Let's talk China, shall we? Yeah. So Kate, (laughs) have you ever seen the Manchurian Candidate? Yes. 
I have. So in, that's like a somebody who's brainwashed as a sleeper and, right. you know, the magic words activate them, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not so likely. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, yeah. but maybe not so likely. But I think it's about time for Americans to really begin to think about who and what is controlling maybe the unconscious messaging that's okay. out there. Um, we all know, I, I certainly have been influenced by films and media that I have partaken of. Mm-hmm. We all are. The stories that we see, the stories that we are able to to hear, influence what we think. So let's ask ourselves about China and their impact. This is not us emulating China, but China deliberately inserting themselves mm-hmm. into our world in order to influence us. Okay. And I think that's a very important thing. We spend we spend millions of dollars on national defense, but we spend virtually no dollars on defending ourselves against the philosophies and that are be that are intruding into our world. Mm-hmm. And the end result of that is we're seeing the media and Hollywood being completely corrupted and co-opted by Chinese philosophy and thought almost entirely. So right. we can spend a little bit of time talking about that. Yeah. Because I think it's worthwhile talking about. Well, I think if you go back to Kissinger, you realize that he was on a full journey to make sure that we became very compatible with China behind the scenes. And that started in the 70s. It started with the Trilateral Trilateral Commission. And we, I don't think, realized what was going on at the time. But, you know, if you want to call that a coup of sorts, you know, you have certain people trying to um, to make sure that we are, I'm going to say the word loosely, meshing with China and that we are maybe constructing things with China. Now, I, I might call that treasonous, I think, if we realize the severity in which we were doing this, you know, to the, to the, um, to, because really when the, when the nineties came along and the Clintons were in, what were they doing? They were going to China, selling them secrets, um, in exchange for, uh, the cash for the party and also enmeshing themselves with China and China all of a sudden had all of our, our, our tech stuff. They, uh, you know, they were kind of soaring at that from that point on, um, economically, and made a lot of choices that way, but I think we were very much in bed with them. And we had people in government at the time that really were, instead of just seeking to to do with this country what they should have been doing and, and um, limiting government and doing all these things, we became very enmeshed. And I don't think we really realized it. That's why I laugh when people say, well, uh, you know, all of the sudden Fauci started to fund China. And it's like, no, we've been doing this for a long, long time. And I just hope people understand that. This has been going on for Decades, well, decades and decades. I think the motivation then and now is that China is a huge untapped market. Mm-hmm. It's a huge untapped market of labor. It's a huge untapped market for our stuff that we're manufacturing. Mm-hmm. What was not ever predicted was that the Chinese would be so fearless in controlling um, the narrative. Right. And, and that's what we're going to talk about, is how China is controlling the narrative right now. Um, in And this is some stuff that I didn't really think about. 
In in about 1997, there were three films that came out that mm-hmm. took a critical look at China. Probably the most famous of them is Seven Years in Tibet, mm-hmm. and I believe I believe Brad Pitt was in yeah. that film, right? Or yeah, uh, yeah, that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it painted an unflattering picture of uh, of the Chinese government, right? After that happened. Um, the Chinese, with these three films, the Chinese government created a blacklist and said, we will not allow any of the actors that were in any of those films. We will not allow any of the directors mm-hmm. or any of those studios that produced those films back into China for the next five years. Hmm. And instead of just saying, who gives a care? Right. The the studios completely collapsed. Um, Brad Pitt and Selena Gomez were outright banned by Beijing for supporting Tibet and the Dalai Lama. Now, the Dalai Lama is a very popular figure on the left. Yeah. So this is a story that is not being told, mm-hmm. that the Chinese government has said, absolutely not, we're not going to hear about the Dalai Lama. Uh-uh. And if you are a supporter... Or you have been in contact, whatever. You are persona non grata here. Hmm. Um, China has surpassed the U.S. as the largest film market in the world. So these film industries, they they want to be there. They want to be able to distribute their films in China. And they're willing to do and grovel at the feet of Chinese communists to do it. Right. They will not grovel at the feet of anyone in the U.S. They tell all the rest of us, you know, we know where we can go. If we don't like, you know, trannies in our film, if we don't like Pride Week, whatever, we are to swallow everything. But they are groveling at the feet of the Chinese. For example, um, when the most recent Top Gun came Mm -hmm, out, mm -hmm. one of the one of the scenes showed it showed one of the flight guys had a Taiwanese arm patch. Mm hmm. That had to be cut from the film for distribution in China. Hmm. And they did it. Yeah. A lot of censorship. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So um, they only, the Chinese only allow a certain number of foreign films into the country. So the competition to get your film in where they have 60,000 movie theaters and revenues, you know, in the billions for a hot movie, mm-hmm. they will do anything. Disney, which has uh, Shanghai Disneyland, will do anything to make sure that their $5.5 billion investment is safe and secure. So think about Disney. Think about the kind of social programming that Disney is cramming down the throats of Americans right now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Get rid of your Disney Plus, by the way. (laughs) The new short film out. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Why? Yeah. So Disney is cramming a lot of social programming at Americans while they are literally, I hate to use the word, but kowtow is the right word here, that they are bowing and groveling at the feet of Chinese communists. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it it's an ugly, ugly, ugly story. Um, props to Quentin Tarantino, who was one of the few. They, were, they tried to get distribution for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And China said, uh, well, you, we, we want this and this and this tweaked and cut and fixed. And Quentin Tarantino said no. Hmm. 
Hmm. Don't I don't even like film. Quentin Tarantino, I, I but to. that's good. <laughs> at least he said I, I no to him. I don't like him either, but yeah. at least he has a backbone. Yeah, I like that. Very similar to what Roger Waters just told um, mm-hmm. Facebook about the use of his music, about Pink Floyd's music on Facebook. Was it Facebook? I believe it was Facebook wanted to do a, a an advertisement using uh, another brick in the wall. And I can't say on radio what Roger Waters told him. <laughs> Good. I, I believe it was blank off. <laughs> this is this is Good. my my music. You're not going to use it, and you don't get it if you try to. So mm. anyway, um. So here's another, and this is this is where it becomes even more kind of important. Now studios are teaming up. They get Chinese funding and for, for, for the studio to produce a film. So there's a film called the Age, Transformers, The Age of Extinction. Mm-hmm. So how are the Americans in the film portrayed? The Americans in the film are being portrayed as, um, you know, unflattering and hostile, and uncompromising and aggressive. Well, as the Chinese are super kind, selfless, <laughs> trying to defend Hong Kong, mm-hmm. which the irony of that is tremendous. Yes. The, the, the Chinese are going to defend Hong Kong from the evil aliens that are coming in. Well, how about we let Hong Kong uh, have some freedom? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, it's It's just a... If, if we want to pivot over here in the end and talk about, oh, this is another great one. World War Z. Mm-hmm. In World War Z, the the plot line, the the virus that that outed that created the zombies, the author of the book, Max Brooks, started the vi- the virus for the zombies started in China, and yeah. he did it on purpose. He wanted it to be come from China. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese government said, absolutely not. You can't do that. You can't do that here. And they were funding the movie. Yep. We're going to find out there's yep. just so, so much more involvement than we think from China on every front in this, in this country. Well, <clears throat> lastly, let's talk about, let's talk about the public relations firm mm-hmm. that works out of China that is offering totally 100% free junkets mm-hmm. to journalists now, this is not the entertainment side of the house. This is our journalism people. And they're, they're taking, they're flying them to China. They're whining and dining, mm-hmm. taking them on, you know, to see all the sites. Oh, look at these amazing things that we're doing in technology and industry. And look how wonderful our people are. Um, these, they're being 100% whined and dined. Who, who all are they? Right. Who's, who's partaking of that? Who's been on these trips? CNN, the New York Times, the Associated Press, NPR, and the Chicago Tribune. Hmm. Do, are we getting legitimate, honest reporting from people who of have been not. wined and dined and flown? No, they're giving us and the net the net outlay on that in 2009 alone, and that was a while ago. The Chinese government got 28 favorable media placements just from that. <laughs> I'll bet they did. I'll bet they did. I bet did. they got a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, I, I think we don't realize how deep it is. In fact, I should spend some time this week talking about their real estate bubble. 
um, and real estate, and and they started being you start you could you could own your own home after 1988, and 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 what has followed since then. But I'll tell you what we we are very entrenched, and we don't know it. And I love when when the gal from North Korea said that we choose to be brainwashed, and at least they know they're being propagandized too. And that's how the Chinese feel. They know what propaganda is. They know that they're being propagandized too. But we're so dumb in America that we don't know. That we're being propagandized too. We just want to believe we have a free press, and the press is the one that really could make what you're saying so much of it known. But they don't. They choose not to. So we're because it cuts off the gravy train. Yeah, you're right. The money back to the money trail. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much. Really appreciate you, and uh, really appreciate all the work you did. And then, of course, on to Susan. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kate Daly Show. Go to katedalyradio.com. Uh, for the for the SoundClouds, be right back. Thanks, Melissa.